0: I don't know if we're going to even have three people today. Who knows?
1: The broadcast is live. A ton of people
0: were messaging me about it. All right. Well, then hopefully they show the hell up. Yeah. Because right now we have, oh, well, wait, we have three. So that means, that means intro time. Intro time. Let's do it. Cover to Covered is a podcast that features two idiots talking about music at length, and occasionally a dog does make an appearance. There will also be special guests from time to time that will show up and they will be smarter than the hosts, and the hosts will give their opinions. By the way, they are exactly that. Opinions. They are not truths, they are not fallacies, and they do not reflect the views or opinions of their employers or those they employ. So with that, just enjoy the damn show. Huzzah! One year.
1: Yay us. One year, and I noticed it's episode 38, which tells us that we took 14 weeks off last year.
0: <laughs> yeah, but the I mean, last year. And so what? I mean, the, the past four weeks we haven't been. It is the first show we've done in a month. Yeah, uh, we're, we're pulling the Howard Stern that's okay because he gets paid a lot more than us so we should actually do like no shows a year because that would be about accurate for the amount of money that we get paid for this show which is zero nothing we pay to do this i pay to do this show you get to like you know hang out in a basement with like your dead like whatever victims you know in in the meat locker uh victims yeah you know, you know how that goes. You know what? I forgot my iced tea. I said I'll be back in a minute, right? Iced tea is such an old
1: man thing to drink.
0: Because, well, first of all, it's decaffeinated. I don't want to be up all night. Uh, that does make me an old man. Second of all, I'm an old man. I was gonna say you got some Ben Gay to go with that iced tea. I'll Ben Gay you. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but you know. But whatever it means, it means I'll I'll do it. Oh, yeah. You just watch.
1: <laughs> Jesus. We're off to a stunning start. Hi there. My name is Unimportant. <laughs> Probably the most important thing of the last year is that video clip.
0: Yeah, well, actually, I do have a stream of uh, not many clips. It's Only like two minutes this is all the time I had, with some clips that I remembered just off the top of my head, and and maybe I'll do a longer retrospective over the weekend that we can play next week. But I literally put something together in like five minutes because it's been hell, hell the past couple of weeks for me. I, amen for me so, as well. Yes, but uh, you didn't go to NAM. I so. did not. And I barely went to Nam, um, but it was there. It happened. I there heard was it was
1: great. I heard it was. I heard it was uh, better than last year. Was the overall
0: uh, thing that I heard. I I can't say I had that same experience, but there were people there. There definitely were people there that showed up, and um, you know, it's just a shame that some larger musical instrument vendors didn't make their presence known at all. Yep. Um, that's a real bummer and some of them been doing it annually like that which is ridiculous considering the fact that guess what i understand it costs money and there's a lot of marketing dollars that go into it but what better place to get people on your side than to make a wonderful presentation at nam so yep but as we
1: know as as we know which this is a whole subject as we know some of said companies are they don't think that way that's the easiest way they to put it. They don't.
0: Yeah, they don't. Um, and we're not going to go into it because I can't. So you can, but I cannot. Yes. So, right. Um, for many, 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 many reasons. And but,
1: I probably should for many, many reasons as well. So let's just move like on. Not like any
0: of them are watching, but this is being <laughs> recorded. So um, all right. Wait, let's look in the comments and see. Oh, Mark Garney says one year already. It, yes, it is one year we have done this for one year. And then Gall McCartney says, hoo-ah. He said, hoo-ah. Hoo-ah. And, and he was also in our, he was also in our intro it, with the like, scariest face on the planet. Uh, and then uh, Snowball says, it puts the Metamucil in the iced tea. It does this whenever it's told. So I know exactly who Snowball is now. It doesn't, you know, he doesn't think I know who he is, but I know who he is. Oh, yes, I do. I know who you are. Oh, so, no. Um, speaking of the iced tea, talk to people about. Uh, l- you know what? Let's start talking about record store day. All right. Let's start right there. Okay. Uh, by the way, who are you? And, uh, well, I'm Mike. That's Nick. We're all over the place. Yeah, we're all well. Because I want my freaking iced tea. So without my iced tea, I am nothing. <laughs> um, so uh, I am Mike. That is Nick. Nick, what store do you own?
1: Rock City Music Company. And where are you located? Five Mile and Farmington in Livonia, Michigan.
0: And where can we find you?
1: RockCityMusicCo.com
0: and all social media platforms. These are all good things. Now, they are. Last Saturday was Record Store Day, and, and in uh, about mid-March, we actually did a preview. We did a very early preview, and I'm glad we did because we weren't able to do one last week because I was on the road. And the week before, I was at Nam, and it was just—it's been—and then you were playing with your friend Bruce for like a month straight. <laughs> a month straight. I went to two shows that yeah and they all happen to be on wednesdays you planned it all out like we're gonna do i'm gonna go to every bruce show and it's gonna be on a wednesday i got <laughs> this and bruce was in our intro as well riding a horsey on the carousel uh, from somewhere in new jersey i'm guessing and it, there was nobody else on the carousel so everybody's like bruce springsteen mr springsteen doesn't want to ride the carousel with anyone else hey and he's rented out the entire carousel hey listen I feel I've earned the right to uh, ride the carousel by myself. I get to ride the steel pony all on my own. The stone (laughs) pony. This is the stone pony, and I played the stone pony. It's very meta for me in my career at this point. (laughs) Mark says, I couldn't make it, but I saw
1: the pictures. Mark, uh, uh, how come you're always missing every time we got something important going on? You're always Pat Middlestat was there. Greg Kane who watches us. They they were both there.
0: No Mark Garney. What the I hell's may as well on? have been there. Mark Garney not there. No, I Mark Garney's not really a fan. I, well, he's a oh, fan. I, oh, yeah, he's going to be upset. Sick burn. <laughs> no, Mark Garney is our number one fan. But with that said, go to freaking record store day. Come on. He missed Come Butch on. Walker, too. You know... You miss Butch Walker. You miss Record Store Day. Well, come on, Mark. Come on. Let's interact with the people, man. Interact with the people. I mean, even Gall McCartney was there like surrounding surrounding uh, Bruce's Fred. Or whatever the hell his name is, um, Bruce Bob. What did you call it? Bob Evans Bob, as Williams? Bob, yeah, Bob, no, Bob Williams as Fred. Or that's what like it that. was.
1: <laughs> I got to adjust my mic. my My mom just texted me and said, "Just so you know, your mic is picking up every breath you take. It's like you're out of breath."
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it sounds kind of like well, that's what happens when you have an SM58, but. Uh, Because it's a regular dynamic mic. So you should bring down the level a little bit. Because it's kind of sounding like this, too. How about now? Um, uh, Still a little bit. More? A little more. More. How about just shut it off? All right. I got this. I got this show. There we go. That's great. That's great. Now, everybody, look, our job today is to read lips, and we're going to learn how to do this and American Sign Language as Nick keeps talking and mouthing words, which is great. I believe, no, I can't say those words with a six year old in the room. I'm I'm kidding. Uh, trying to get the level right how is it now it's now i can't hear you at all you you got you got to raise it up a bit (laughs) no more come on let's go okay i'm almost back to where it was before all right wait well then then wait right there don't do anything just 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 watch and see if uncle mikey can fix fix this all right let's talk how about now keep keep talking good 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 we're checking levels there we go i think we're good if anybody thinks that nick is too quiet you're wrong um <laughs> <laughs> all right so you had a really great record store day experience right yes absolutely and uh, there the pictures on facebook were phenomenal there were people around the building you had 150 people in line is this yes. right yes man all right so i'm gonna get my iced tea tell us how all that went down and i'll be right back
1: yeah, so uh, the as Mike just mentioned, 100, over 150 people in line. Line started at our front door, went down the front of the building, down the side of the building, and wrapped all the way around the back of the building, which is pretty insane to see, considering this was our second official record store day we were partnering in um, or participating in, whichever way you want to look at it. Um, shout out to the first three people that were in line that got there at 4.30 a.m., and waited out it was pretty cold on Saturday when um, they waited outside Four thirty in the morning we opened at 10 for those that are uh, trying to figure out how long it was there but they were able to get everything they wanted uh, as were most of the folks in line so we only had a couple people that ended up disappointed but blew through most of the stock and uh, it was
0: fantastic I mean just a just a spectacular turnout and a great day all around that's awesome I mean I'm, I'm glad you know we talked uh a couple of days after actually no the day of we talked at the uh, end of the day yeah right after i got, got off the phone with you my world went to shit i well, kid it, you not you well, you were teetering on it going to shit when i talked to you it went to way 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 shit did it oh yeah it and i'll cover that in a little bit i'll give you the the readers digest version of it so <laughs> Because uh, it's worth hearing about, because it was just absolutely awful. And then we'll get into the rest of the show. But um, So what was the number one, the, the most popular thing, the Taylor Swift album? With, yeah,
1: without a doubt, Taylor Swift. And then for us, I mean, I think any record store would tell you Taylor Swift was the most popular title, without a doubt. And then for us, the next two releases that were... Maybe I wouldn't say equally as popular, but just under that Taylor Swift were the Eric Carr Rockology release mm. and uh, the Nuggets box set. Those were, the, those were the two massive ones for us. Why the Nuggets? So um, if you're not familiar, Nuggets was a compilation that came out in the 70s that Lenny Kaye that plays with Patti Smith put together, and it's basically a lot of um, hard-to-find and underground uh, garage rock stuff so 13th floor elevators and electric prunes and love and all kinds of bands he assembled this comp that was a 2lp comp in the 70s and then he had a a second volume that he wanted to put together but that never came out so what they did for the 50th anniversary was they put the original release the uh original what he wanted to be follow-up nuggets 2 which is another 2 lp release and then a bonus lp of other stuff that he kind of had sitting on the side so it was it was a 5 lp box with a book and uh presentation was outstanding and uh i mean that's one of the most famous comps ever so i think it getting the reissue to celebrate its 50th anniversary. People were just stoked. And uh, I picked one up myself. The sound quality is great. The, uh, like I said, the presentation's great
0: and uh, it sounds good. Good. Excellent. Well, I'm glad that all that went really well. I mean, I, I can't wait to get my Van Halen 4 LP, you know. Oh, that live. one was huge too. Of yeah, course. That one was pretty big. Um, what, what surprised you that didn't go? So we were still even up till
1: today. We were still left with some copies of the Keith Richards release Which I was surprised by I mean because it's Keith Richards Um, What else do we kind of get stuck with I don't want I hate saying it that way. get stuck with but had leftovers of um, the PM dawn release we got we got kind of stuck with that Um, but that's really it I mean between what happened the day of and then all of our internet sales the next day and more walk-in traffic we're almost out of everything we had so it's it's uh it was very very successful and a ton of people i talked to at least five or six people on saturday that watched this show or had something to say about this show and every single one of them had to bring up steve miller to me it's like it's and i said something about it i was like oh i'm like i must be known for that now at this point point." and uh a friend of mine that was there goes yeah it's one of your trademarks yeah, hey you steve go. miller and then another guy go. uh that comes in he goes hey nick you know how you are about steve miller and i'm like yeah he goes you know who i'm like that about tom petty and i go you need to get out of the store
0: is this my kindred <laughs> My brother from another mother. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, "How could you say that?" Because I say it too. Actually, I don't say it quite that way about Tom Petty. I say that about the Grateful Dead. They released it very well. I'm sure it did. I'm sure you made sure it did. You'd be like, you pin somebody up. You buy, you buy this box set now. I need to sell it. I got to prove to Mike these things sell. I put one in in your order too. Oh, did you? Cool. Yeah. I hope it burns on the way over here. I hope it ruins your Van Halen release. I'll find another Van Halen release. <laughs> That's fine. I'll I'll figure it out. You've sullied my Van Halen with your Grateful Dead. You, you filthy, hippie, droning on, crappy, jam band shit nonsense. Hey, Ruin it. King ruining Man. this world ruining this world is what you're doing right now
1: but you'll be happy to
0: know that the jerry garcia release didn't do too well that did make me happy to hear that that kind of bit the big one <laughs> bit the big one <laughs> because like if everybody in the Gravel dead together sucks that means its individual parts suck more <laughs> so Hey, it was prime era
1: Grateful Dead, too, so that's why it did well. If it would have been like 80s Grateful Dead or something, nobody would have gave a shit.
0: Sure, that's what it is. Um, (laughs) That's totally what it would be. Oh, and look at this. Oh, we have the best comment so far today. Jerry Garcia. Yes. Yes, Rachel. Rachel's my favorite person.
1: Rachel's Rachel's a huge uh, Grateful Dead fan.
0: I'm sure she is. I
1: could tell by that comment.
0: Yep. (laughs) Massive. All right. Well, with that said, and now we've all talked about Record Store today. That's awesome. We got to get into the real meat of the matter. What are you listening to? You go first on what you're listening to.
1: I feel like I've been talking since we started. Because you have. Um, So you go first.
0: All right. Well, I got a couple of visual aids here um, because I've been... I mean, I'm a big Foo Fighters fan to begin with. And, but it's kind of funny. Like, I look at the Foo Fighters in, because in, in, we're going to talk about the new Metallica album a little bit too. I look at the Foo Fighters in the way I look at Metallica. And I don't mean that in a disrespect to either band, it's just like they seem like a band with two eras. Right? Okay. Yeah. So, like, Metallica has like up until and including the Black Album. Metallica right? has a great era and then a garbage era. Exactly. And the Foo Fighters have a great era and then a. Eh, I guess there's some good stuff in their era, but I like the great era way better. Mm-hmm. And starting with this, I mean, I've been listening to this album so much this past week. The very first Foo Fighters album, been listening to it a ton. And uh, even on my Facebook page, and we're going to talk about it today, too, a little bit. You know, what songs kind of get you out of a bad mood immediately? And for me, it's it's the first single and the first song on this album. This is a call. Uh, just for some reason, the song is like so it's just happy. And the lyrics mean nothing. Yeah. Like at all. And I don't know if any of you know or have listened to the lyrics or have tried to analyze, you know, it's nice to kind of analyze lyrics once in a while and see, you know, like what they mean or what have you. Um, There's a real problem with the lyrics of this song. Um, We all kind of knew that when, and and Dave Grohl even spoke about it, you know, like he thought he treated it, that album as a demo, right? So a lot of times when, when musicians do demos, or they're coming up with demo versions, or just like scratches, uh, Jack Bruce used to do this a lot. It, they do a lot of phonetic singing, just to get like a melody, and then they fill in the words that would kind of fit. Grohl did the actual words. So let's see. Let me uh, bring up just. To, I I just I'm sorry for the quick aside um, uh, for this, but it's worth it because these lyrics are so dumb. Um. <laughs> So it starts off, visiting is pretty, visiting is good. I'm thinking, okay, Foo Fighters, aliens, visiting, cool. Seems that all they ever wanted was a brother. They want to be our brothers, right? That makes sense. Then, this can be a secret. We can keep it good. Even all they ever wanted had a problem. All right. I have no idea what that means. Uh, The chorus makes sense. Yeah. Fingernails are pretty. Fingernails are good. Seems that all they ever wanted was a marking. Them balloons are pretty, big, and say they should ever fall to ground. Call the magic marker. These sound like Grateful Dead lyrics, to be fair. Uh, yeah. Minneson is pretty. Minneson is good. Seems that all the cysts and mollus- mollusks tend to barter. <laughs> Ritalin is easy. Ritalin is easy. Ritalin is good. Even all the ones that watered down the daughter. He's making stuff up. Totally, and you know, but it again, it sounds like very much like in the vein of of of, of a demo where you just kind of like spit out words and like you come up with rhymes, and he did. And guess what? It wanted to be a hit. It wanted helping to blow up that album. And look at where the Foo Fighters are today. So, the lesson learned, kids, is that just write nonsense. It works. And you will be famous. Yep. Just look at the Grateful Dead. <laughs> The Foo Fighter's new Foo Fighters tune is fantastic. It is, it's good. I it's I, I really have to give it a deep listen. Do we all think that Grohl played drums on it? I don't. I don't think it sounds like him. I don't know. I don't think the. I don't think the. Um. I think the rhythm's his. I mean, it's it sounds like his playing. It doesn't sound eq'd like his drums. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like he played it. i mean i would be i wouldn't be surprised if it was him but in in
1: my first handful of listens i didn't think it was dave and it wasn't like a leftover taylor track either no it wasn't no that's for sure whoever is playing drums if it's dave or if it's somebody else their new drummer um they're they still haven't announced they're making a conscious effort to play how Taylor would have played, so even yeah.
0: if it's Grohl, he's not playing like Grohl. he's playing like Taylor Hawkins in my opinion yeah I, I gotta give it another listen. I only heard it like once briefly. I haven't had time to even listen to it um but moving on from that because I mean they still haven't announced a drummer I, I it's be, there's rumors that it's uh what's his name um uh, what's his name Josh Fries yeah which i mean he he's obviously a great drummer and i thought he he's a great drummer but
1: i we we already talked about this before he's who should be the drummer why
0: is he not the drummer because maybe he's got a really big tie to the darkness Uh, who knows i mean
1: who who's gonna go No, you know what i gotta stick in the darkness man i'm not gonna be in the foo fighters no yeah
0: it's not like the darkness would go no 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 no. you can't go
1: yeah (laughs) exactly that's and i love the darkness I really do, but like, there's no way anyone in their right mind would go. You know what? No, I
0: got to plant my flag here, <laughs> not not in the biggest band in the world, no, or one of them. You know. Um, also, what I've been listening to, and this is going to probably surprise you, um, but I picked this up. I was oh, doing Bruce some... Springsteen. Yes, yes, except with different members of the band and a different singer and a different name, and not Bruce Springsteen. Um, <laughs> Uh, but I, I did some crate digging, as I usually do, a couple of weeks back. Oh, I got to show you something else I picked up, too. uh um, But. Oh, no. I've been listening. Well, I like this, because live, it's actually really good. And it's, you know, because some of that, I- I'm not the biggest Genesis fan. I'm not. Who is? I'm not. I'm not a tremendous Genesis fan. Uh, I'm especially not a fan of the Genesis with, Peter Gabriel. Um, That's like the only Genesis worth a pass. But this is kind of like that sort of in between. This is sort of in between where it's like some of the better uh, Peter Gabriel stuff and and definitely the better Phil Collins stuff, because most of everything that came after this was not good. Um, But this is good. Most of their
1: discography isn't good. I paid three bucks for this. Does it have misunderstanding?
0: yes well that tune's <laughs> kind of good it's got misunderstanding it's got paper late you know uh gall
1: cool, uh, mccartney what's the song that i always make fun of that goes play me my song what's the that genesis song it's a peter gabriel era one Play me my song
0: it sounds like it should be in a children's play because it is right but that's what I've been listening to a lot of recently. So, And also, I, I finally got the new Skid Row album. I finally got it, and I was cranking it last night, and it's good. It's solid. It's good. It is really, really solid. So what about you? What have you been listening to? Okay, so
1: I mentioned the Nuggets box set, of course. Um, Ian Hunter, uh, Defiance Part 1. I mentioned this a few months ago when the single Bed of Roses came out. Um, Ian Hunter, 84 years old, putting out a killer rock record. It's got tons of special guests on it. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Mike Campbell of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, your favorite uh yeah ringo ever. ringo's on it uh jeff beck's on it one of the last things he played on it. uh taylor hawkins is on it duff mckagan's on it Slash is on it uh rob Trujillo from metallica it's loaded with special guests um, but it's a great great record it's produced really well and the song better roses is one of the best songs i've heard in a very long time so even if you don't pick up the album play that tune and remember that you know, Ringo and Ian Hunter both playing on the track and Ian singing on it are in their 80s, and they're doing better songs than most that are a quarter of their age. <laughs> Love that record. And uh, went back, was playing uh, Ted Nugent Free For All over the weekend. Solid record. Great, great stuff. Uh, well, that's like glory era Ted Nugent. And then uh, Beatles demos. I'm forever in a Beatles face, so I'm always uh, – always spinning something Beatles-related.
0: Well, as much as I don't agree with Ted Nugent's politics, the song Free For All is phenomenal. And there's
1: so. a great song on there called... Well, there's a bunch of songs on there that Meat Loaf Sings lead vocals on meatloaf yes the meatloaf he sings he sings uh i want to say four or five tunes on free for all but there's a great one on there called hammer down that's basically iron maiden before iron maiden it's got the gallop thing happening the ride bell all that crazy lead and uh meatloaf singing lead vocals on that well solid track solid record too i'm trying to do something here it's not letting me do it no, that's yeah, Musical it. Box. gall McCartney says Musical Box. That was the Genesis song I was thinking of. Play me my song. <laughs> Here it comes again. I can't do this. Why won't it let me do it? Are you yeah. trying to put up a picture of Mike Rutherford? Yes. And his four-neck guitar?
0: Yeah, well, look. <sighs> y- y- it's got to be done. Um, He's looking up a recipe for iced tea. No, nah, I'm not. I already have that recipe. What the hell are you doing? It doesn't matter. Um, all right, Mike. Chair is stuck. For
1: the longtime viewers, Mike, you should tell them about how when you were at the Nam show, you saw Macho Man
0: again. Oh, yeah. Well, I did see Macho Man again. Our favorite bartender from the Marriott Bar who uh, has been in our intro uh, a couple of times. Not the actual Macho Man. He just kind of looks like him. He's a guy who... Much like Corey Hart wears his sunglasses at night and uh while bartending. And boy, he just looks like, oh yeah, you've won an old fashioned yeah. Charging I-E-P-Y 950 for a beer. You know, yeah, it's just it's uh, ridiculous. So yeah, got to see him again, got to see my cousin Adam, who is uh whos a who has been a guest on this show multiple times. Um, and overall name was interesting, to say the very least. But um speaking of, Adam is going to make a quick appearance in the show, not live, okay. but on tape. Um, what's coming out this week? I know that we had Record Store uh, Day last week, but what's coming out this week? Anything good? Yeah, definitely a, a lighter week coming off of Record
1: Store Day. I think it, me and every other record collector uh, blew their wallet last week. So the labels are being smart. But we got a couple things to talk about. Love and Rockets, the uh, self-titled Love and Rockets album is being reissued that is on colored vinyl but it doesn't tell me what color so it's a mystery as of right now <laughs> uh Mike this is one for you the Rush signals 40th anniversary set comes yeah, out yeah it's week. not I don't know if it's one for me it should be one for you because they're your favorite band not but not at I know, that price yeah it's how is it more money than the moving picture set it's not it's close it's not. Moving pictures was three hundred,
0: but um, signals is the list price on it. I'm looking at right now is two forty nine. No, nah, it's two twenty nine on like the rush backstage thing, and and uh, most everywhere else is going to be two twenty nine. But the moving pictures one was two ninety nine. It came with a uh, live albums and 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 Blu-ray and Atmos and all these other things and. The, and, and it was, you know, the 40th anniversary of arguably their most famous album ever. And what people really, if you say Tom Sawyer, you know what band did that song. And Signals is sort of like on the way out. And it's $229 and it's not worth it. It's just not. They don't give you enough in this. Who cares about an Atmos mix of, of subdivisions? like Yeah, there's like two good songs on that album subdivisions and new world man and and you know maybe a third of the one and a half good songs now the weapon is a good one too um but you know at the end of the day that box set when you look at the contents of the box set it is not worth 229 dollars and I keep getting emails, oh, we're running out. You better order soon, which means that they got a ton of them and don't have enough people to buy them. That thing's going to be on deep discount in about two months. And I'm waiting because yeah. I don't need to get that one right out of the chute. It's not going to change my life. But you are um, going to end up yeah, with it. Let's admit I'll that. end up with it. No, no, no. I'll end up with it, but I'm not going to buy it for $229. It's not worth it. It's not. And as much as I love Rush, and as much as they're my favorite band, and as much as I'll buy almost anything that they put out, and I will put it out, I I will buy it, but not for $229. It is absolutely not worth it from everything that I've seen. There's like reproductions of a 7-inch of Countdown. Like, who cares? (laughs) Nobody liked that song to begin (laughs) with. And guess what? I have the original pressings of that. So I don't need... re. In fact, not only do I have the 7-inch, I got the 12-inch. So they don't even give you that. They don't give you a live. There's no. I don't think there's a live that's album what, in this. That,
1: one. No, there's not. And that's what's crazy because a lot of these deluxe sets. Well, not a lot. All of them have been built on the live shows that you get, yeah. which are have always been amazing quality. They've been
0: fantastic.
1: And and I was shocked because you yeah. know damn well they have pro recordings of that tour. They sure do. Not no doubt about it. So uh, yeah, it was weird how all of a sudden it was like they just changed up their their whole
0: way they've done these deluxe editions for the last six or seven years. And and honestly, when you think about it, this would be the last one that I would probably even consider buying because I don't want a box set of Grace Under Pressure or Power Windows and certainly not of Hold Your Fire. I don't want even just copies of those albums. Yeah, and I have them in spades. I have multiple copies of all of them. Uh, so, shut up!
1: So I wonder if they're going to go back then and do Fly By Night and
0: caresses steel well all right so i just recently got the rediscovered or whatever they call that of the first album Mm -hmm. which by the way sounds amazing yep on that because that was direct from the from the tapes i think um and it sounds amazing and the album's in the right order and everything's good it made me happy you know um fly by night i thought got a treatment similar to that you can't find it it did I can't get a find it. It got a direct
1: metal master, but I'm saying I wonder if they're going to do deluxe sets with lo- well, with no, a that's... live show and and uh, oh um, with that yeah 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 and demos or or something like that because because yeah. now that's what's happening with the with the Beatles obviously is that they mm-hmm. they got all the way to the end with Let It Be and Abbey Road and all that and now yeah. they went back to Revolver and of course the rumor now is that they're going to do Rubber Soul next so um you know I wonder if Rush is going to follow suit there because I think you're right. I don't know any Rush fan that wants a Grace
0: Under Pressure deluxe box set, but the thing is, they'll have live shows from that era because they actually filmed and put out live shows from the Grace Under Pressure era uh, on video. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I'm just I'm really conflicted about it, and I, I we could spend the rest of the show talking about it, but we're not gonna because I'm just it's just disappointing. So no, I'm probably not gonna buy that one out of the shoot. But you have a third album, I'm sure.
1: Yes, and this is also equally disappointing. Uh, White Snake still good to be bad, which is their
0: 2008 album, Remixed. All right, so nobody bought it then, so they remixed it, and nobody's going to buy it now. Got yeah, it. I don't know why there's a 15-year celebration of that. But but there is. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's what's coming out and what not to buy this week from Nick's store. (laughs) Uh, In fact, what you do is you go to Nick's store and you buy all the rest of the record store day releases that he still has. Because those are probably worth buying. Uh, Anything that he just mentioned there really just doesn't sound like it's worth having. Well, maybe the the, Love and Rockets. Yeah, maybe the Love and Rockets. That's the best of the three, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Go Daniel Ash uh all right so it is our one year anniversary we don't have a cake Bomber. not like i need it you know what we should have had
1: was a clip of um no i was gonna say the clip of the flintstones oh happy anniversary happy anniversary i'm glad i didn't do that um (laughs) it would have been great if you were like actually as a matter of fact boom here it is ready (laughs)
0: there it is what's happening baby fuck you what's happening baby you know what for one year i've been playing this it never ends no it's not it's i should put that on loop that'd be fantastic so I did put together a little. Again, it's like two minutes long. It's nothing crazy. I wish I had more time to do more. And maybe by next week, I'll come up with like a five-minute-long reel or something like that. But this is these are just like some of like the funniest lines that I could just think of off the top of my head. They come from two different episodes, uh, two of our actually most watched episodes. So that's why I pulled from those. But let's uh, let's. T- it's actually a minute thirty. So let's check this out. There's actually something at the end which is probably our f- most famous argument. All right.
1: Oh, I just saw that your name says Oldie Locks. <laughs>
0: the good thing about your camera angle is you can't see the shaved Asian lads in the background. or <laughs> Yeah, that's a big um, one. Yeah, that's People love that's, it. That's a lot of fun live, and that's when Tommy, Tommy does his uh, white boy rapping. He's great at it. Wow. <laughs> wow. Now you're a racist. Oh, my God. All right, All right. so... Now, the, the, the point of this segment is, and this is where Nick and I start fighting, because we, we rarely agree on this one, all right? right? We go with great band, shitty song. Because... And
1: by the way, I was pissed about Dreams because that's a fucking, <laughs> oh, that fucking even great mean, song. No, it's not. The See, fuck you, that man? That's a great song. Sucks. That is a great, song song. That is a great fucking... Are you it.
0: fucking kidding me, dude? You know, Come I'm on. I'm not
1: kidding. You. Do I look like I'm kidding? Fuck yeah, that song. Yeah, you fucking
0: mine, dude. I, I, now, it's, now the gloves
1: are off, dude. <laughs> that song... I, let me tell you what, the, my position on why that, that song sucks. And that video on the
0: fucking whiskey? Are you kidding me? That's why,
1: it, no, that song sucks. That's why he's fucking Detroit still, bro. <laughs> Sammy Hagar's singing out of his range. Fuck that. No, oh, my he, God. Isn't he? <laughs> yeah, thank you, Baba. Exactly. <laughs> little he's straining. Yeah. Exactly. The <laughs> fuck, you guys? All right, go let's, go. let's go. back to Eastland Island, please.
0: Let's go, Ah, oh, fuck that. Go, let's go, Mike. <laughs> End of story.
1: Dream sucks. <laughs> my favorite was his lead and how he was like you know what i gotta say because what people don't know is when we have a guest on the show mike sends like a run of show of just a loose thing of like we do this segment and then this and then this and to explain the segments if they haven't seen the show or haven't been a part of it before he gives a little description so for this song sucks when he sent it to the yachtley crew guys it said you know as you explained in the clip great band shitty song and he said examples you know mother by the police gonna raise hell cheap trick dreams van halen so i loved when he was like i was fucking pissed about dreams <laughs> that was like like reading the email he got upset for me for me like the, like you were just so
0: emphatic about it like he's like are you kidding me like do i look like i'm kidding i just waited for you it was waiting for you to rip off your shirt and go come on <laughs> and i, love how go,
1: when I, I had forgot about that when i go well you know why it sucks because he's straining and baba booey going he like, is singing yeah, yeah, out again yeah, and it yeah it he is straining is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like thank you baba <laughs>
0: Oh, it's fantastic! I really wanted to get those guys on this week to 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 join us, but I'm going to see I'm going to see them this week, and they're actually playing. Uh, here's a plug for our friends and Yachtley Crew. They're playing two shows Friday and Saturday at a brand new venue in Del Mar, California. Just uh, in more in uh, Northern uh, San Diego County, uh, brand new venue called the Sound. It's a 1900 seater. They put the Saturday show on sale and sold it out in five days. Wow! And for a band like that, that's amazing so they put the second show on sale there's still tickets available for friday not many left Uh, i'm not pulling somebody's leg and trying to be like well you know there's not many tickets left and meanwhile there's like ten thousand. no it's like there really aren't that many tickets left well Uh, let
1: let me give a plug too because they're coming to the detroit area
0: there they are yes they are may
1: may uh, i believe it's 23rd i better get the date right may i think it's the 24th it's a Wednesday. It's a Wednesday because we talked yeah. about how we're not going to be able to do the show. Yeah, you're right. May 24th, Yachtley yep. Crew will be playing in Wyandotte, Michigan at the brand-new District 142 venue. I haven't been there yet, but I hear it's like a mini St. Andrews Hall. And as Mike is saying about the show near him, I'm hearing there's not many tickets left for the uh, Detroit show, so get them while you can. Yep. Looks like it's going to be an amazing show. I've never seen them. Mike's seen him like 60 times, but, yeah. um, <laughs> but I'm looking forward to it, and if you get there, and you're a covered to covered fan maybe you'll be able to see me and sailor duke it out for real
0: in person. I, you know, i'm setting that up this weekend i'm totally setting that up this weekend i'm seeing if he can come on next wednesday if they don't have a gig i don't think they do and i don't think they're leaving until the week after okay uh because then they have a whole summer tour you know these guys are playing like 60 shows like in the next three months in all big venues too and all good venues you know it's pretty awesome they're playing they're playing in New York September 29th from my uh, from my uh, Long Island friends they're playing uh, the theater at Westbury uh, I think it's a theater in Westbury uh, it's not the Westbury music Fair but it's a theater in Westbury New York and Long Island I will probably be in for the show because hey it's a weekend and my mom wants to go so <laughs> And so does Snowball. Snowball is probably going to go too. So I think Snowball left.
1: You know what should have been in that montage as well? Was, uh, uh, jim from fuzz bubble when i brought up bang on the drum by todd ruggen he was like yeah i i don't know how that even happened he's like i don't know how a guy so great
0: could write such a bad song again i ran out of time it it was just because you got to think like every show we do is an hour and a half long and then i have to upload that at least and that one was like almost a three hour show and so i have to load the whole thing in find where it is cut it out, put it aside, and just keep doing that and repeat and repeat and repeat. And I don't have that. That literally would take me a couple hours to do that for the amount that I actually wanted to do. That would take me a couple of hours. I was not able to do that. So I apologize, but we will get there. But at the same time, at least we got a little taste, right, of of some of the history. And, of course, there's always this. Hi there. My name is Unimportant. Which is always funny. It, it's always funny. It's always. I funny. always love it. And just because it's part of our, you know, main part of our history here, we we got to play this. There you go. I that that needs to be shown. Uh, I got to come up. You know, w- over the summer we're going to take a break. We are. We we just are um, because nobody's going to watch us <laughs> in the middle of the summer. Nobody watches us now. Nobody. Yeah, but even less than nobody would watch us over the summer. So I think that. Uh, and look, I mean, you know, there are six people watching now. And we did barely any promos. That means they want us. Yes. Six. Five people. I just said that. <laughs> <Now it's> five. <laughs> But here's the thing: over the summer, like Fourth of July week, we are not doing a show. Um, the week after that, well, it'll be Bastille Day. I, uh, you know, I gotta and celebrate Rush. And to Bastille Day. Um, I, I think maybe the month of July, we may, we may just kind of take off. Maybe. There you go. I think we need a little vacation from it because I need a vacation from it because I've been running around like ragged. So, all right. So I promised you that I would tell you what happened after I, after I spoke yes, with you. Yes, yes. All right. So this is fun. This is a true story, ladies and gentlemen. And it gets worse and worse with every turn. <laughs> I kid you not. So I travel for work. I was in a store doing an in-store uh, retail event and uh, on, on Saturday. And my flight was supposed to leave on Sunday morning at about 830 out of JFK so I could fly home and be with the little guy back here, be here with Roger, our, our other co-host. And uh, in looking at it, I was like, you know what? If I just change my there's a there's a Saturday night flight that I could make and it'll be a direct and I won't have to stay another night in a hotel. And spend the extra money on hotel and gas and car and food and all these other things, because hotels in Manhattan on a Saturday are not cheap. No, um, you know the one I routinely stay in on a Saturday is about three three fifty, like before tax. So is it Pod Fifty One? No, it is not. Uh, it's a Sheraton uh, on <laughs> Canal Street. So. Uh, so anyway, I decided, let me change the flight. Cause it was actually cheaper doing that. It would actually save significant amounts of money. So I changed the flight. Um, as it was, my event was running a little over. So I was getting nervous about actually making the flight. So I had to run. I go, I get my car. I'm going over the Williams Williamsburg bridge. And it turns out the flight is now delayed two hours.
1: That's okay. right. When I
0: talk to you. That was right when we were talking. So, uh, my flight was supposed to leave at eight fifty. It's now like delayed to like ten fifty or something like that. And uh, because there was like weather issues at the JFK airport, whatever, blah blah blah. Fine, I go to. I'm already halfway to the airport now. I don't have to rush. It's great. I go to the airport. I get a meal, really quick. Um, so now we're already losing the value, right? Because yep. I had to eat. So already some value is being lost. Fine, whatever. Uh, You're in the
1: Sky Club.
0: I don't fly Delta. You're not a
1: Delta guy. That's right. No, I'm
0: not. This happened to be uh, JetBlue, and I'm going to say this to JetBlue. Uh, (laughs) Not a fan right now of JetBlue at all, and you'll see why. So, the flight was coming in from Palm Springs. It lands at about ten. All right, everybody gets off the plane. They're cleaning the plane. We all start walking up to go get on. The crew is there. The pilots are there. It's 1026, and the pilots start walking up, and then I see them walk back, make a right-hand turn, and go very far away. Not a good sign. I'm like, this isn't good. A minute later, they come on. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have some bad news. This flight's been canceled. No reason why. No reason why. And it's 1030 on a Saturday night. Great. In what New York. York. In New York. All right. All right. So what are you going to do? Well, now I'm frantically trying to find a hotel. uh, And there's a lot in the area. And they're all full. Oh, my God. All of them. I'm like, all right, fine. I will get a a hotel further away. And I'll get a rental car. Okay. I find a hotel on Long Island. It's not close. I'll get a rental car. I know a rental car is going to cost like, you know, 60 bucks or whatever for the night, 70 bucks fine it is what it is
1: and how far is long island from the airport for those it's, that don't know
0: it's like uh, for this it bit be 10 11 miles and nothing okay. nothing crazy but it's far in the sense of you can't walk it and there's no transportation public transportation to take you there in this particular instance so um uh, uh, maybe it's a little further than than 11 maybe it was more like 15 16 miles whatever anyway, far it's, enough. Not, it's far enough so um I go. I book the room. I try to get a car. All cars are sold out everywhere. Great. Fine. I'll get an Uber. All right. Now, between the time that I got to the airport and this point, I had befriended somebody who was getting on the plane as well. And we're now like buddies. She's she's a friend now because of all this. So. I found her. She was going to sleep in the airport. I'm like, listen, I'm getting a hotel room. If you want, you're more than welcome to crash with me. And she's like, all right, cool. So she's in for the adventure. Great. So at least I had somebody to do this with. Right. Um, now, I, I asked for a double bedroom. Right. Because there's two of us. I don't know her. Uh, and so then I get a call from the hotel. Um, Mr. Venezia, uh, we don't have any uh, double queen rooms. We only have king rooms. And I look at my new friend. I'm like, only a king room available. She's like, I don't care. I just want to go to sleep. I'm like, all right, fine, great. Uh, yeah, we'll take it. No problem. Five minutes later, uh, Mr. Venezia, um, this is the hotel again. We actually don't have any rooms. Oh my god. <laughs> okay so i say to my new friend there's no rooms at all (laughs) she's like well that sucks i'm like all right let me try another one i tried three other hotels i couldn't book them for some reason it wouldn't book finally were you yelling out the window at this point it's very new york if you were what the hell's going on out here well no i'm still in the airport oh my god yeah we're still walking around the airport trying to go to where ubers would pick you up at this point so which is a
1: nightmare which is a
0: nightmare jfk especially terminal five and there's more to that. So uh, I find a hotel in Manhattan. Manhattan is not close. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's 11 miles, but it's a hard 11 miles. It might and as well be 40 miles. Yeah. And it's pouring. All right. Uh, I find a hotel in the financial district. Now, for those of you that don't know Manhattan, the financial district on a weekend is not a hotbed of fun. All right. It's the financial district. It's Wall Street. Nothing happens on the weekend there. Everything is closed. Hotels are generally really cheap. All right. The cheapest hotel I could find in the city, there were hotels as much as $5,000 that were available. I was not taking one. Oh, of that was available. I'm sure. That was available. I know, right? This was a Fairfield by Marriott, which is not a banner hotel. Not it at was all. $309. Oh my god. All right. I'm like, okay, well, it is what it is. Uh, I guess this is it. Boom! I hit it. There's no other place to stay. She's like, I'll get the Uber. I'm like, okay, cool. hundred and twenty-five dollars for the Uber. Who could not find us? She's now she's Irish, so she's got a brogue. You got to mention all this is, hap- is happening with an Irish brogue on her.
1: You hand. can't make you can't make this up. No,
0: she's shouting into the phone. We're right on this road. Just come find us. And I hear what's going on the other end of the phone. I'm like, all right, this is ridiculous. So finally, after about 15 minutes of shouting back and forth, we walk around a corner getting completely soaked. We see where this person is who stopped on a busy road, like the main road in the airport and just stopped. Is it, it? Was Gall McCartney your Uber driver? Sounds like something he'd do. No, but I'll tell you something. This woman wanted to kill us. So we get in, and now my new friend and the, the Uber driver are like just going at it back and forth. And I just go, hey, hey, uh, we're just really frustrated. Our flights just got canceled. We've been stranded. We don't know what to do. We couldn't find you. It's, we're wet. We're tired. We just want to go to the city. And so she's like, well, I just want to make sure I'm safe and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I get it. We're not going to attack you. Let's all just be. And then the Uber driver starts chirping again. And my new companion says, you know what? Can you just shut up and drive? And I'm like, we're going to get thrown out of this car right now. And now I know why we didn't. It's because the fare was $125. Yeah, right. This driver is going to make some bank on this half hour ride. 45 minute ride. She's going to make bank. Yeah. So She's like, yeah, I'm not throwing them out of the car. She's like, any other cab driver would have thrown you out. I'm like, any other cab driver would have found us, but that's okay. <laughs> can we just go, you know? <laughs> so, I, and I did say that and I felt bad. I'm like, I'm look, sure any other cab to, driver probably would have found a way to, to find. I, but I said it calmly. I'm like, any other cab driver probably would have found us where we were at. But look, we're all here now. Let's just go. Can we just go? Finally, Mike Venezia
1: being the voice of reason—that's me never of
0: all people. So, <laughs> go get to the hotel. Walk in the lobby immediately. I'm turned off by this hotel. There's like a, like the whole like uh, you know it's like the the fire alarm panel that's on one side of, of these places. It's just beeping, deep, 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 deep the whole time. I'm like checking in. i find check it like oh we have a room with two double beds we look at each other like all right good because initially the only thing that had available on the website was a king bed so i'm like whatever so now this time we had the reverse we actually got two double beds all right fine we're good we, we can sleep in our own beds everything is great wonderful um we go to we're thirsty and angry. Now it's after midnight at this point. It's like 1230 in the morning. We just want to go to get a beer or something and some food. So there's a deli that's open. Go to the deli, 24-hour deli. The food smelled actually really good. Go in there. They don't sell alcohol. Like, all right, great. What do we do now? All right, let's go. 7-Eleven. Found a 7-Eleven. Picked up a six-pack. We're getting so because now it's teeming. All right. Go to Seven Eleven, Get a six-pack. Go back to the deli. Get her a hamburger because she was starving. Uh, I wasn't even hungry at this point. I was just angry. Yeah. Go back to the hotel room. I down the beers. I go to bed. I call up the next morning. I don't have somebody to watch Roger now. All right? That, this guy right here? Him? Right? He had nobody to watch him. My dog sitter couldn't watch him. Like, okay, fine. Uh, I was not pleased about that because all he needed to do is be fed and walked. But... It's not I wasn't getting into it. I asked another friend of mine that I didn't want to ask because she was moving to Montana the next day. <laughs> Obviously, she couldn't do it. So finally I'm like, who else? I finally got a coworker to to like save my life and he's like, I got you, bro. Not a problem. I'm like, great. Take all the weed you want that's in my <laughs> in my cabinet as payment because like, you know, I don't really smoke it anyway, so it's just sitting in a mason jar. So somebody better enjoy it, right? So uh, all right. At least he's taken care of. But now I have a flight that's leaving, you know, eight o'clock at night. I want to go home because I got to take care of him. Because by the time a- I would 8 get PM home, p.m. on Sunday, eight p.m. on Sunday now, and I still wouldn't get in until well after midnight. So I make a call. I call JetBlue. Thirty six minutes on hold. Thirty six minutes. And then they're like, oh, well, before you go any further, what
1: time was your original flight before you moved it? The the one that you were going to take Sunday morning?
0: 830 in the morning. 830 a.m. Yeah. Okay. So now it's like 1030 in the morning New York time. That flight is gone completely. Uh, So I call up JetBlue and they're like, well, uh, did you book your flight through JetBlue? No, I booked it through American Airlines. Oh, well, you got to take it up with them. Okay. I call American Airlines. They're like, Oh, well, you, you fly on, you're flying on JetBlue. You booked it through us, right? Uh, did American Airlines or JetBlue cancel the flight? I'm like, well, JetBlue obviously canceled the flight. Why would American Airlines cancel the flight? Right. And she's like, oh, well, you need to call JetBlue. <laughs> ah! Okay. So this is, the, you know, totally at this point now, I'm, I'm, I'm very close to this. Ah! Right? I'm, I'm to that point really unhappy. So... Fine. I get a little extended checkout so we can relax a little bit. We leave at 1 o'clock. $111 Uber to the airport. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay. And I did this all to try to save money. Okay. Yeah, right. Good (laughs) job. Yeah, this worked out well. So uh, get to the airport. I go, and the line is usually like tremendously long at the information station. It wasn't. It was completely empty, which was great. So I I, uh, I found that out after I went through security. She didn't have TSA pre-check. I did. I got through TSA pre-check. I went right there, and I kept looking for her to come through because she had to go through security, and she wasn't. I'm like, this is weird. But anyway, let me take care of my flight. All right, I go up. Um, well to fly standby on JetBlue cuz I was trying to see if I can get the standby on the 450 flight, okay? If I can get home a few hours earlier, I'll be happy. Uh yeah, it's $75 to put you standby. I'm like, it's $75 just to be put on standby whether or not I get on the flight. Yes. Even though you were the one that canceled the flight and put me on a flight later in the day. Yes. Okay. Well, what if I don't get on the flight? Well, I think you get refunded if you don't get put on the plane. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. Uh, just do it. I don't care. Just, just let, let me try. It's worth trying. So, because I'm thinking, how many people could possibly want to pay seventy five dollars for the chance of getting on a flight? Like that sounds stupid, right? So I figured there's not going to be too many people. This isn't right, funny,
1: well, but it is. It's this, wait. I can't believe how much shit has
0: gone wrong. Oh, no, no, wait. It, it keeps going. So I give her my boarding pass. She goes, oh, you're an American Airlines elite? Well, yeah. Oh, you didn't say that. You don't have to pay the $75. <laughs> like, All right, cool. I don't have to pay the $75. And she's going to put it in the system, put me as standby, blah, 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 blah. Oh, did you book this through us or through American Airlines? I booked it through American Airlines. Oh, you can't fly standby. (laughs) (laughs) At all? (laughs) Yes, at all. We can't put you standby on the flight. I'm like, why not? You have to contact American (laughs) Airlines. I'm like, I can't contact American Airlines to have them put me standby on your flight. I'm like, this is what everybody's telling me back and forth that I need to talk to you. I'm like, all right, can you at least change my seat on the plane that I'm taking later at night? Because as an American Airlines elite, I get better seats for nothing. And I got an aisle seat. So I'm like, all right, cool. Great. Now I've resigned myself to doing work and drinking in the airport. This is this is what I'm doing. So you do. gave up on standby, right? I gave up. I'm done. Okay. I, I've given up at this point. So now I go and I sit by the gate that I'm gonna be leaving from six and a half hours later. And like, let me just plant a flag. And so now my new friend says, hey, where are you? I'm like, I'm in the airport. She's like, oh, I'm at a bar across from gate, whatever. I got on the 449 flight. I'm like, how? How? (laughs) All right. So here's the bitch of it all. I booked on American. Nobody wants to help me, right? She booked through American on points that were somebody else's points and wound up getting on the 449 flight. Like, okay. So before she even went to TSA, she went to like the desk, the accommodation desk or whatever, you know, the main check-in desk for JetBlue and got on the flight, boarding pass and everything. Fine. She's like, I'm buying you a drink. I'm like, okay, fine. Get a drink. She's like, give me your boarding pass. I'm like, why? She's like, we're going to get you on this flight. Watch my stuff. I'm going to go talk to them. I'm like, nothing's going to happen out of this, right? So uh, she goes, I'm drinking my old-fashioned like it's going out of style. I'm like loving life right now, right? Oh, there's a lot of it's comments actually, going It actually on becomes old-fashioned. Yeah, really. It, it, was, it was old because I was tired at this point. It was very old and fashioned. Uh, I'm hoping so, you say
1: she comes back and actually, Mike, you're not allowed on a jet blue plane ever again.
0: No, it wasn't quite that bad. But... About 20 minutes later, on my second old-fashioned, um, I get a text. Order me a hamburger. I took care of it. I'm on my way back. Mike, like, there's no hamburger here, but oh, okay. So she comes back, and she's like, here, I got you standby on the flight. You're number three. You're standby. You're the third person on the standby list to get on the flight. I'm like, how'd you do it? She's like, I just I paid kept talking 75 to him. Bucks. No, she's like I kept talking to him and I just made sure, you know, and I just wore him down and and I and I got it. and I'm like, "All right. Well, that's actually pretty cool and I guess I do owe you a hamburger." So, but we have 10 minutes before the flight starts boarding at this point. Uh, let's just go to the gate. And I'll or get I'll buy you a sandwich and then we'll go to the gate. So, we go we get a sandwich, go to the gate. Uh, and now she's like, "I'm waiting with you until, you know, to make sure that you're going on the plane. I'm like, yeah, but you got to get on the plane too. She's like, well, if I get on the plane and you don't, she's like, you know, is there a way that I could walk Roger for you? I'm like, well, that's really cool. Yes. And I'll give you all that information if I don't get on the plane. So everybody now boards. Now there's a bunch of people waiting for standby. Right. And I'm now, I'm not number three. I'm number five. Okay. Did they get 75 bucks from everybody? Cause that's a hell of a I don't scam. Know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So they start calling people and then they call my name. I'm like, "Okay, cool." And then they go to her, "Ma'am, which which seat is yours?" And she go, "Oh, here's my here's my boarding pass." And they zap it. And they go, "We don't have you on this flight."
1: <laughs> <laughs> what? We don't have you on this flight. She goes, what are you
0: talking about? This is my boarding pass. I got it from the the agent at the front. This is my boarding pass. I don't see you on this flight at all. In fact, I don't see you on any flight. (laughs) So she goes on her phone to check the app. She's not booked on any flight anymore. Okay? (laughs) But I am. So now she's like, Go walk Roger. I'm going to take care of this. <laughs> she's like, go take care of you, dog. I'll talk to you later. I'll let you know what happens. I'm like, but, but, but she's like, just go, just go. I'm like, all right. Wow. I get on the plane and I'm in 33 B. Now there's 34 <laughs> rows on the plane. So I'm all the way at the back and I'm a middle seat, but you uh-huh. know what? You know what? This is like the most, uh, the worst seat I could possibly ask for. <laughs> and you're flying New York to LAX, right? No, no, to San Diego. Okay. So, so direct, yeah. direct to San Diego. What is it, five so, and a half hours? Yeah, it is. And longer because actually with the jet stream, it's actually closer to six uh, <laughs> on the way back. So, uh, and it's a middle seat. I'm like, this is going to be fantastic. Things start to change a little bit as far as luck. I get to the back of the plane and there's somebody in that seat. Of course. Of course, there's somebody in the seat already. So I go to the flight attendant. I'm like, uh, I think somebody's in the seat. And she goes, sir, um, can I see your your boarding pass? And he brings it up, and it's 33D, which is the aisle seat in the next, you know, just across the aisle. And it's open. And he goes, you know what? I'm settled in here. I mean, if you want to take the aisle seat, you're more than welcome to. And I went, "Uh, are you sure that you want to, you know, because I'll, no, 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 it's all right. I'm settled in here. I'm all all good. I'm all good. I'm like, oh, oh, okay, I guess I'll take one for the team. I'll take one for the team. And everybody around me started laughing because they all knew. They're like, this dude is really nice or really stupid. (laughs) One of the two. Uh and I'm like, yeah, I'm taking this aisle seat, which was great because I had to pee like 80 times during the flight because I was just drinking like crazy. So um, like not not alcohol, just like drinking water because I'm just like stressed and it's like stressed. So yeah, I at least had that. Then we're sitting there, we're all packed, doors closed, 440 flights at about 450, gonna push away, everything's great. We're not moving. And we're still not moving, and it's five, five o'clock. And it's 510. We haven't moved. Oh, no. And then, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we, we apologize for the delay, but uh, we're waiting for the fuel truck to come. When they gave us fuel, they didn't give us enough. We need more. Oh, my God. I'm like, what? What? Are you kidding? You can't make this up, man. You couldn't script this. No. Like. Uh, then sitting there I would have been losing my fucking mind. Now it's five thirty. We haven't left. <laughs> we got fuel. We leave at five thirty-four. And I don't know where we taxied, but I think we taxied around the island of Manhattan because for a half hour we were moving and I fell asleep for a little bit and I woke up and I thought that we were like in the air. But I'm like, well, this doesn't feel like we're in the air, though. And it's now six oh five. We still haven't left. Ladies and gentlemen, we're now in the third, third, and, uh, third in line to leave. Thank you. Make sure you see Paul Santana Tonight We're about to take off. I'm like. All right. So now this flight's an hour and 10 minutes, leaving an hour and 10 minutes late. Like, I can't, I can't do this. I get a text message right before we take off from my new friend. I booked a flight on Alaska Airlines. I'm landing at 10. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, all right. And so I picked her up at the airport. She stayed with me that night because she had nowhere to go. I'm like, you're staying with me. You got me on a flight. You're staying here. It's all good.
1: So did she get back before you did?
0: No, 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 no. She got back about an hour after I did. Okay. Uh, But still, it was like, what a fucking ordeal. I mean, you can't script this. Every turn was something else. Every turn was something else. And then I realized why probably a lot of this was happening. And I don't know if you believe in this, but I certainly do because it definitely wreaks havoc. Mercury is in retrograde. So until May 14th, it screws with electronics. It screws with every, it just screws with like karma. It screws with everything. And yeah, that's what I'm blaming it on. But yeah, that was my, that was from the time I spoke with you until late Sunday night. That's exactly what happened. And just for anybody that's listening, when Mike and I spoke, I think it was like 5 p.m. on Saturday. Close to six. Okay. It was, yeah. it was about six. Yeah. Yeah. It was six p.m. on Saturday, so yeah, all that happened between six p.m. Saturday and when I landed at nine p.m. Sunday night Pacific time. So basically, it took me thirty hours to get home. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, that is yep. awful. Yep. So I have I don't know what the moral of the story is. It just is. The moral of the story is don't fly JetBlue. That's the moral of the story. Yeah, you know what though, this happens with a lot of airlines, but JetBlue really screwed the pooch, huge, huge on this one. And I don't even fly JetBlue. Fuel in the plane. Well, that part of it scared the shit out of me. Like really? You you know how how
1: freaked out i get about flying that's the type of shit i get freaked out about and look there it is i mean i'm glad they caught it while you were on the ground before i'm surprised it wasn't oh sorry ladies and gentlemen but we're gonna have to make an emergency landing in des moines iowa we are (laughs) about to run out of fuel
0: yeah and i've had that before i've had that before where we've circled so much we actually had to go to another airport because we're gonna run out of fuel oh nice and then we've had to refuel somewhere else and then leave again and yeah that's happened But like that was because we were circling because of a storm. We didn't leave prematurely before we did just without enough fuel to get us there in the first place. Like, wow. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is the life of a traveling uh, traveling sales rep. That that, that truly is what it is. I mean, and look, I got I could do a month. We could do a month of episodes where I could tell you stories this wasn't even the worst one. I don't know. That was that's the most epic one you've ever told me. This one's bad, but it's not the worst. The worst one happened last summer. Was that that when, was that when uh, they lost your luggage and everything? That was, well, that was the front end. Yeah. Yeah. And then on the back end, all the flights got canceled and I booked a hotel and I went to the hotel and they said, we have no rooms. Yep. So then they had to give me, send me to another hotel that they paid for, and they gave me the last room in the universe in Texas with, like, an air conditioning that didn't work in the middle of July. So, like, I woke up, and it was like I had showered because I'm just, like, drenched in sweat and humidity and awfulness. So, yeah, that was, yeah, good times. Anyway, I'm sorry if I bored anybody with this. That was 25 minutes, just so you know. I know, but look, there was a lot to cover. And it's not, I hope it was at least somewhat gripping because it I'll was tell gripping. you that 25 minutes took 25 hours. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. And only about six of them were sleeping. Yeah. So, no
1: shit. Yeah.
0: But all I know is that Roger got fed. He was taken care of. He was very happy to see his daddy when I came home and he's been a love ever since because he missed me. So there you go. Right. Co-host. You're a good co-host. All right. Look we'll at down to Swiss Comet. <laughs> Springsea must have been the pilot must have been the pilot. No, then we would have landed somewhere On the New Jersey Turnpike and said, I'm home. <laughs> that that's what would have happened. Could you imagine if it was Gene Simmons flying the plane? Listen, uh, we did not get enough fuel, so
1: everybody's going to need to kick in $25 to get more fuel because I'm not paying for it. Thank you for flying KISS Airlines. It is his, his face on the front of the plane with the tongue with, out. With the tongue, yeah, right. yeah,
0: that's like actually the winglets on the edge, of the, the, the the parts of the wings that actually stick up. They're just tongues, yeah, right. you know. And like, then when
1: the landing gear comes down, it's got like his boot design on it, like the, yeah. the, 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 with the with, but wheels. Yeah, right.
0: But 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 it but it's got wheels on the bottom. You know, today our flight attendants are going to be coming around with kiss water. It's amazing water. <laughs> taken from my ball sack and we poured it into cups and glasses and oh by the way it is not free there are no free snacks snacks with a k obviously but we dropped the c it's s-n-a-k-s actually it's snackis s-n-a-k-i-s-s Snackus. that is what we serve on the plane and for nine ninety nine, you get the kiss snackis box
1: <laughs> look, at, look at Cole McCartney's comment. Even first class would be paying for drinks.
0: First class. There is no such thing. We try to crime in as many cattle on this plane as possible. With Cattle we with a K. Cattle with a K. That is the only way that we can serve you. Uh, we actually don't have carts with the beverage carts with a K, of course. Uh, and we're going to take the beverage carts and throw them out. We just walk around with Kiss Igloo coolers no, no kiss, that are merchandise. Available for, kiss merchandise on the carts that well no the carts cannot carry with a k cannot carry all the merchandise because it is way too expensive and we do not want to put it on a plane we want to send it to your house because we make money on the shipping so what we have are kiss snackis boxes and first class with a k does not exist all we have is cattle class two k's K for cattle, K for class. This flight costs $549.99. Each one of you takes care of five gallons of gas, and then we'll be on our way. I will be walking through with a knuckle buster Visa card uh, reader that will give you uh, a carbon copy because we cannot, and I will not pay for technology that is going to be obsolete in 30 years. I don't believe in it
1: outstanding
0: (laughs) and that would be if Gene Simmons (laughs) kiss air kiss air k-i-s-s-a-i-r kiss air all one word (laughs) our motto is join the mile high club with kiss (laughs) club with a k club with a k of course and course is of course with a k (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, Dennis, this is right. The Kiss Pay Toilet. There you go. (laughs) In the air. If you want to do number two, you pay double.
1: And like when the plane takes off, like a big pyro explosion goes off as it's taking off the runway. Bam! You yeah. wanted the best, you got the best.
0: Yeah. Like as it's like, uh, we're ready for takeoff. Please uh, buckle your seatbelts. Paul, please start the music. Dan or, and or
1: right before and takeoff. the and and
0: Passengers. you want the best you got the best the hottest band in the air yes
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh that's fantastic oh my god <laughs> oh patrick's here
0: thank you patrick that's very <laughs> nice you just missed <laughs> you just
1: made me the greatest bit we've
0: ever had Oh, my God. Yeah, we're going to have... Gene, the airline pilot, is going to have to make repeat appearances. (laughs) There's no doubt in my mind. Oh, my God. It was so good. (laughs) It was
1: fantastic.
0: All of our stewardesses I've already had sex with before we took off today, so don't even try. I know that they're hot, but at the same time, they've been sullied by my penis. (laughs) Wow. Actually that's probably it's one happening. of my better gene impressions. That's that I, I do have to you know, that's I one of my better gene impressions. I'm gonna go with that one. Uh all right. So with all that said, hey Metallica put an album out. <laughs> <laughs> the thirty minute detour on airline flights. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Metallica, so they're touring the, the everybody, I don't know if everybody knows, but their tour is, uh, and we've talked about it on the show before, where it's, they play the same venue, two nights, no repeat. First night is uh, with uh, Pantera and, and Mammoth WVH, which is Wolfgang Van Halen. And the second night is with Five Finger Death Punch and, and Ice, Nine Ice Nine Kills. Yeah. Yep. So, and the whole thing was you had to buy two tickets at first. You bought for both. And then they put on individual. So I bought an individual for the first night, of course, because I love Pantera. And I dig Mammoth Van Halen, uh, Mammoth Wolfie. Wolfgate. I like Wolfie. All right. So I watched, there was a video that he did, like an eight minute long form video for one of his songs. I got to tell you, it was really freaking entertaining. Yeah. The video is good and funny um and because it wound up with like everybody in like it's like it starts off with like they're all practicing but everybody in the band is wolfy (laughs) and they're like and except the drummer who like didn't show up so (laughs) and like the bass player gets fired like during the non-rehearsal session and then like all these other band members like he starts doing like auditions with like other band members who are actual people in his band and uh, the song is really good and man Wolfie can play. Yeah, oh he's fantastic. That dude can play. And he if i remember correctly recorded every instrument on the album. Yeah, he did that on the first one. Yeah. Yeah, so if that's true, he could he's a badass drummer too. Who would um, who would have thought he, that, that Eddie Van Halen's son would be a fantastic musician? Oh, yeah, that Eddie Van Halen's son would be a good guitar player and Alex Van Halen's nephew would be a good drummer. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Who knew? <laughs> who, but who I, got, I
0: give him a lot of credit. I mean, he's got big shoes to fill in a lot of ways, and I don't say that he's stepping in for someone else. There's an expectation that goes along with that. You know, you're Eddie Van Halen's kid. Yep. You know, and he doesn't want to be his dad, but no. he can. Like, He rips. And in a way, I, uh, it's not the way Eddie, I mean, Eddie was innovative and Eddie was flawless, like in so many ways. But the fluidity of, of Wolfie's playing is what really surprised me. It it wasn't like he was struggling for notes. It was very, very clean. Not like, um, you know, a lot of people that do like fast solos, you know, they kind of like, you know, they ham handed a bit and you hear like blurred notes and slurring notes and things like that. No, everything was like really articulate. And I was like, wow, okay good for him you know so now i want to get that album this way i i listen to that whole album before you know i go see metallica but we are going to talk about was it 72 seasons yes and they were on um howard stern a couple of weeks back explaining what that means it's like the 18 years of development in your life and blah 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 all i know is that those 18 years didn't do kirk hammett any good <laughs> he could have 80 years and it wouldn't do him any good when I was growing up, Kirk Hammett was my hero. Like that's what I wanted. I wanted to play Metallica. Like that's what I wanted to do. And he was like, "I'm gonna play. I want to play." You know, it, was, it was Ace Fraley, then Jimmy Page, then Kirk Hammett. Right? You want you wanted to have ramen noodle hair? No, I didn't. And his are plugs. So, uh, <laughs> but but I mean, like that was like metal. Like that was like metal. Like yeah, you know. And he was like the guy. You know, you always wanted to follow. Him. Oh, he took lessons with Joe Satriani. Oh, he must that be an amazing player. Help. And like, I think he needs to go back. <laughs> he needs lessons. To take some more lessons. Uh, um, I, look, I'm not really trying to slag on Kirk Hammett because he influenced a lot of people to pick up guitar. Yes. Let, let's, let's be honest. He, between him and headfield, both headfield's right hand is, should be bronzed.
1: Yeah. It's maybe the best, best rhythm
0: guitar playing next yeah. to Malcolm Young ever. It's like the, the, if you had to do like, like, um, like a, what's that fucking mountain range? uh uh, Mount Rushmore? Thank you. Do a Mount Rushmore of rhythm guitar players. It's got to be Malcolm, James Hetfield, Scott Ian. Who would a fourth be?
1: I could tell you my fourth, but I know that's not who you're going to say. Jerry Garcia? No. Well, you're Who'd talking. You are you talking hard rock metal or just rhythm players in general? It could be rhythm players in general. I mean, there's... Rhythm players in general, John Lennon. Hmm. Why? Because I think he plays a lot of a lot of um, stuff that's carrying the whole tune that you don't hear. It's in the background, but without it, the
0: song loses loses what what, what loses its essence. I would agree with you if you were able to pick out his parts distinctly, but it's kind of hard sometimes. You know, there's so much going on between him and George Harrison. It's like who's playing what, and I, I think because of that, maybe he didn't stand out enough for me to sort of agree with that. Though I'm sure you're probably right. Um, you know, but there's you know. Anyway, we'll we'll keep it at three, and we'll keep the fourth one open, and that would be actually a good conversation for another show. Yes. Um. But you know, listening to what I've heard of seventy two seasons, and I can't say I've listened to the whole album. I have not. I've heard a couple of the songs. I like Lux Eterna. The second song I can't even remember. The second single I can't remember the name of. It was a little bit of a letdown. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know about the third one at all. I I never even heard the third one. Everything that I've heard from people, it's like it's a solid six out of ten as an album. So what I got from it because the store did a um, a
1: listening party on release day, where you, oh, which cool. which praised to Metallica for they they made a huge effort to drive people to local record stores to buy that record. They gave us promo stuff to give away with the listening party: posters, stickers, T-shirts, guitar picks. Um, and tied it all into to independent stores which I thought was fantastic and you have to give them props for that because they're Metallica they easily could have made that album a Walmart exclusive and probably sold just as many copies so mm. for the fact that they're they're making an effort not just to say there's an independent retailer version but yes there's an independent retail version and we're gonna support it we're gonna put out on our social media these are the places to buy the record and we're gonna support these stores so fantastic of that them to do that um my overall takeaway from the album was i think the hype sticker on the front says like something like 40 years of metallica in 77 minutes and i think that's a good description of what it is because there's how many years of metallica 44 or something uh, 42 they started 81 42 42, 42, 42 um and i think that's an accurate description because there's songs and riffs and parts that sound like early metallica there's melodic parts that sound like 90s metallica there's uh alternative stuff in there there's a little bit of every era of metallica in there so i think that's a good overview of their career like it's almost like a career retrospective but it's new songs so because you can hear the black album tracks and you can hear the "Kill 'Em all riffs and you can hear the bad kirk hammett solos from any era you can hear the the uh the vocals you know the more aggressive vocals and the more melodic vocals so i have to say as somebody that's not a big metallica fan anymore um i thought it was the best thing i've heard them do since probably i guess load because reload is not good and saint anger is not good and can you back up from the mic a
0: little bit yeah yeah because it was getting a little little blown out there sorry that's all right no Um, no no no. i mean as long as you're like here you're good like do like that um
1: so yeah i just thought it was a good overview of their whole career and if i was a metallica fan i'd be satisfied
0: all right, well, I mean, I'm going to give it a listen. I'm going to buy it. I need it for the collection, kind of, sort of, need to have it. Um, but what I don't need are Load or Reload or Load Ass. <laughs> or St. <Saint> Anger. Stanger. <laughs> My God. Um, all right, well, that's cool. I mean, look, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing them live, actually. I actually am, because I just want to see, like, the hits, though. And I'm curious as to what they're going to do... Like, if I go to this show and they don't play Lux Eterna, it's going to be a little bit of a letdown. That means that the second show gets that because it's no repeat set lists. My thought is, why would you not want to repeat the songs that everybody knows on the radio from your newest album that you're promoting? Right. You know. Well, isn't
1: the idea, though, that 80% of the people are going to be at both shows? I
0: who knows if that's the case. They sold a crap ton of individuals. Mm-hmm. But you I mean know? I think
1: in theory that's what the thought is. I guess, but uh, you know, I mean, say you're not. Right. I have no desire to well to to go to the second night here. Yeah. Because I don't like really any of the bands. And I've seen Metallica like 5 times already, but I want to see Pantera's The Draw for most people because Yeah. I I've, I've never got to see pantera any incarnation of it so this is yeah. what i'm gonna have to settle for and i'm looking forward to it so and i would say a lot of people feel the way i do so they're the main draw on that bill so in at least for me i know there's a lot of people that like five finger death punch and stuff i mean they're a big draw on their own so they are There's they are. there's more crossover yep. maybe than we think but i mean to me pantera is the draw
0: five flavor fruit punch <laughs> um cool well with that said is there anything that you want to touch on before we go to our final segments segments well we had a topic but we've already
1: talked enough so i don't yeah, think we, we talked should do enough. that topic. I, the,
0: the the whole topic of what songs make you happy um well, maybe we'll reserve that for next week or something um, and maybe we'll put it out there and see what people want to contribute and put in with their the songs that you know get them out of a bit bad mood. I've already put it up on my Facebook page, and I can compile all that and be like, hey, here's some of the songs that people say. But, I mean, if there's... Oh, and by the way, if you're new here the first time, just make sure you subscribe, hit like, do all the fun things, because we're still trying to build this show. And even though it's one year, and we only have like 76 people. It, but when we started, we had like 10. When we started, we had three.
1: Okay, so we've built it that
0: much. Yes, it's built. But now we need exponential growth and really make this thing count. So, yes. Um, and then we'll do giveaways. We should have gave fun. something away for the one year. Yeah, dude, uh, we, uh, we still can, but let, let, we, I haven't had time to plan anything. I mean, obviously, this weekend uh, alone. Yeah, it doesn't sound um, like you
1: had anything going on. It sounds like you could have put a giveaway together.
0: Yeah, I could have, like, scripted this whole episode soup to nuts on Sunday.
1: Hey, you! I know for a fact you had six hours
0: on the airplane. Ah, that's right. Yeah, because that's what I wanted to do on the airplane after being stressed out for 24 hours. Yeah, that's that's what I wanted. Thanks. Appreciate <laughs> you. Uh, all right. We're going to call it. We're going to do our last two segments, Discovered and This Song Sucks, because these have been around since day one. Yep. And, and they are awesome. They're our most important segments. So uh, do you want to start or you want me to start? You start. All right. So first off, Discovered, this is a, a song that we discuss that's a cover song, so therefore Discovered. The caveat is it's something we have to like as much, if not more, than the original. Uh, and then we do This Song Sucks, which is great band, shitty song. So uh, I'm doing a double shot of Metallica today because to celebrate 72 seasons coming out, uh, both of my songs will be Metallica songs. And for my cover... And they do a lot of great covers. They also do some not so great covers. But Turn they do the a page. Little, there you go. But uh, whiskey in the jar. Uh, they do a lot of great covers too. And I'm going to go with something that I'm surprised that nobody's mentioned on this show so far. And that is their version of Last Caress into Green Hell. So, you know, covering the Misfits is fun. Um, and the Misfits, you know, play, of course, very loose and fast. Metallica did it tight. Mm hmm. And it's just, I mean, I got something to say. Yeah, don't repeat that. <laughs> I'm not going to finish the rest of the lyrics. Yeah, but uh, the,
1: one of Metallica's best best moments, I think,
0: yeah, in their whole career. The Garage career. Days EP. Yeah. And th- that was sort of like a watershed moment, too, because it was the first recordings with Jason Newstead. Uh, once once he joined the band. So they kind of did this five-song EP that was $598, pay no more. $598 EP. Now it's $598 EP that costs $21.98. Yep. So you can never find it for $598 ever again. Uh maybe on CD. I don't know. Notice uh, it, it no longer says don't pay more. Yeah, it it doesn't say don't pay more. Uh so yeah, it says five ninety-eight. Uh you're gonna pay more. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you're gonna pay more 25 so 98 there you go but i mean like you know that was actually i was never i never really thought about the misfits but that was like my introduction to the misfits in fact everything on that album all the diamond head tunes and budgie and what have you um you know was introduced me to a lot of that new wave of british heavy metal and the misfits as well so um that was that was a great ep it was a great yep. ep and am uh, i the
1: am i evil is yeah just um a- Great, I mean, fantastic.
0: Well, that was that wasn't on there though, right? No, that, that was on. um That was from the Kill 'em All. Uh, I think the Kill 'em All and Blitzkrieg too. Yeah, so yeah. um but yeah, like on, I forget. There was the Dark Hours, which was that very weird, creepy, spooky song that was on there. There was a budgie tune on there, or well, Bread Fan, which is Bread budgie. Fan. Yeah, but that wasn't on that. Um, it's not
1: on Garage Days.
0: No. No, that was actually sure? that was like a B side of one. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. That came. What? I think that came out of the Injustice sessions. So, but anyway, uh, what about you? What's your cover? I couldn't remember if I said this one or not, but I,
1: I heard it the other day, and I got turned on to this band when we did the Fuzz Bubble episode with with uh, with those guys, and they turned both of us onto that band, the Merry Makers, which what's that record um what is that record called mike something gun bubble gun or something a bubble gun yeah yeah bubble gun um they do a great cover of um no more lonely nights by paul mccartney
0: i thought you hated that song i
1: hate the paul version (laughs) no i i don't i
0: that's not one of the ones i said i hated I thought you hated No More Lonely Nights. I thought you no. hated that. What was it? Press, maybe. Press to play. Yeah, that
1: one's not too good. No, I don't remember saying I hated No More Lonely Nights. I could have said that, but this is
0: this cover is fantastic because it's much better than the Paul version. Because No More Lonely Nights is the only redeeming song from Give My Regards to Broad Street. So. Right. It's not that re-recorded version of Eleanor Rigby. No. No. No, and you also hate simply having one. Oh, yeah, style. that
1: one's That's
0: one of the worst <laughs> songs ever. That's Steve Miller bad. Uh, great. So that's a good cover to put down. That's for sure. Yes. Um, now, now it is time. It is time for our favorite segment and your favorite segment. I, I always just play that for your benefit, even if I get in trouble with YouTube. Another, but here we go. Another iconic moment. Yes. Uh, yes, that is definitely one of the best. The first time I did it, you lost your shit. You were just like, ah! Yes. So uh, here we go. Here is the actual intro for this song sucks. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> so good. <laughs> it is. It's still funny. It's still funny. I can't get sick of that thing. It's still funny. I'm very proud of that. I'm very you proud. You should of be. Uh, I can write 15 second jingles like nobody's business. You want a 4 three minute song? Jingle. Not so much. I would hardly it's a, call jingle. That a jingle. It kind of jingles something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what song sucks this week, Nick? You want me to go. Yeah, we always do that. Like we we do bookends. Like whoever goes oh, first on, on, on the first one goes last on the, you know. Yeah.
1: You know. Eh. Okay. Sorry <laughs> my my computer froze, but I did hear you. You just yeah, your good, picture okay. was frozen for a minute. Okay, so the so the song I picked, yeah, right. The song I picked, there's a little bit of a story to it if you're not familiar with the song. And I don't know if you're familiar with this one, Mike. It's by John Lennon. Okay. And it's called Johnson Clare. I don't know this song. Okay, so for those that don't know, Johnson Clare is a local uh, Detroit—well, more Ann Arbor, but you know, Detroit area—activist, um, and he also was managing the MC5 at one point. Okay, very politically outspoken, and in the early—I think it was in 1970 or 71—he got arrested. Uh, because he had joints in his pocket he had two joints in his pocket and they gave him the maximum prison sentence at the time which was 10 years so all these people were outraged because it was like a witch hunt and blah 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 so somehow john lennon hears about this and says you know he wants to help fight for this guy which obviously amazing right i mean who's gonna get a beetle to step out and be outspoken for them great idea in theory so they do this <laughs> they do this um this like rally concert in ann arbor and all these people play I mean, like local bands big bands everything well lennon john lennon and yoko fly to detroit they get a you know they drive to ann arbor to to headline this thing and john plays this song called john sinclair i'm pretty sure that they got to the venue and when he was at the bottom of the stairs to go up on stage to play he said hey what's this guy's name and they said John Sinclair and he wrote the song between the stairs and the microphone <laughs> before he got up there <laughs> it, it, oh, the, the, what are the I, lyrics well that's what I'm going to tell you and then you'll understand exactly what I'm referring to because it sounds like a song you would make up as you were going so it says it ain't fair john sinclair in the stir for breathing air won't you care for john sinclair let him be set him free let him be like you and me yep and then he goes they gave him 10 for two what else can the judges do and then he says they gotta 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 he says gotta like 40 times and then set him free
0: this is the same guy that wrote, picture, in my yourself, life. picture Yourself in a Boat on a River with Tangerine Trees and Marmalade Skies. You know, like, beautiful lyrics. And now he has, gotta, 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 got got Set him free. Set him free. All right, way to go, John Lennon. Well, that already sounds like it sucks. It's, and- <laughs>
1: it's really, it's really bad. I, uh, I, I, like you said, the, it's the same guy that wrote some of the best songs so that's why i'm saying i'm convinced yeah. that he just made it up like five minutes before he had to go play it and you watch the footage it's on youtube you can see him play this song and he finishes the song and you can tell even yoko's like what the fuck is going on like even she's like <laughs> looking at him she's hitting this bongo and she's looking at him like what are we doing here you know and oh then he God.
0: finishes and the place goes ballistic it's like <laughs> because it's John Lennon, so, you know, I mean, somebody's somebody's going to appreciate him being there, and at the time, there were no heroes, it seemed, so it seemed like it was him.
1: Well, I uh, mean, I, if had I been there, I would have
0: had to call into question his entire catalog up to that point. <laughs> yeah, but it, you're talking about in the seventy seventy one, everybody was f- at that concert so it's kind of like what they say at the grateful dead show you know what what happened and what what did the people say at the grateful dead show when the drugs wore off man this music sucks so you know it's the same kind of thing they probably all loved it yeah they they, oh they loved it for sure but yeah if
1: you're not familiar with the song you got to check it out it's got to be john lennon's lowest point it has
0: to be all right, well, I'm going to put that on the uh, ever-growing playlist of This Song Sucks. Um, mine is a double shot of Metallica. I said I did a double shot. So it's actually a, tr- a triple shot because I did one cover, but I'm doing two songs that suck. Why? They're related, all right? I like the Black Album. I- I'm not a huge, f- tremendous fan of the Black Album. For me, it was a bit of a letdown, right? because especially coming from what was basically a prog metal album in Injustice for All, which Lars seems to think is a bad thing. um, You know, I
1: can't fucking play those songs anymore. Those songs,
0: they're so so hard. There's like these fucking
1: parts that are like fucking intricate, and and I can't can't figure it out
0: the time signatures they're constantly changing and you know what? just i, I talked to james and i go james is there any way and then i don't even know how to play guitar so i can't anyway so um so the black album comes out and you know there's several hits on this album that made it to all the frat rock you know <laughs> compilations and one of them is the, the unforgiven it was like, wait, Metallica sort of has like another ballady kind of thing? This is kind of weird. But, um, you know, is it better than nothing else matters? Yeah, it is, right? However, they went back to the well. Not once, but twice. No, three times. Oh, uh, three times. Because now the, the, uh, there's the Unforgiven Four, right? Yes. No, three. There's no, there's three. three. There's yeah, three. We, yeah. So they went to the well two more times. Yes, yes. Unforgiven Two and Unforgiven 3, and I'm not forgiving them for those two fucking shit songs. I'm sorry. They suck. They're terrible. They're horrible. Why didn't they just do a sequel to one and call it two? You know, why didn't they do that? You know, but no, they picked the Unforgiven and just rehashed the same song over and over and over, but worse with terrible lyrics. And it kept Ask, me how, it Ask kept- me how I feel.
1: Ask me like, how I feel. How do you just-
0: feel? terrible. I mean it's just so bad. And like why? It's just the first one was okay. Leave it there. You know, it's sort of like look at the Rocky movies, right? Rocky 1, amazing. Rocky 2 is pretty good. 3, Mr. T. 4, what the hell? 5, who? You know, and that's sort of but but Metallica accelerated that with like unforgiven, pretty good. Unforgiven two, huh? Unforgiven three. Why? <laughs> that's just how I feel about Isn't it. Isn't that on reload? I uh, I think it's I think it was load and then reload, right? No, no, it's uh uh it's, no um it's it was, reload is reload the and then second s- one and then Saint Anger? I think it might be saying... No, 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 no. Unforgiven 3 is on uh, Death Magnetic. Okay. Well, terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah, that one's... Yeah, that one. Unforgiven 3, I believe, is on Death Magnetic. I uh, Now I have to double check. Uh, Unforgiven 3 is on Death Magnetic. Yes. Okay. And uh, Unforgiven 2 is on Reload. But again, most everything that's on <laughs> anything in the in the aughts is awful. <laughs> You know, anything from, like, 95, 96 f- to 2009 should never be heard again from Metallica. Like, just bad. Oh, of course, Gall McCartney has to chime in. Rocky Four, obviously the best one. Uh, if he dies, he dies. <laughs> yeah, right. Go Drago. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, point I'm trying to make is anything called Unforgiven with a sequel number after it should never, ever, ever, ever be played. Ever.
1: I agree. That's
0: it. I'm Dean done. says, worst cover, Born to be Wild by the Cult. That's up there. That's a this song sucks and a bad cover. And Oh, he, he also has Taishan by Rush, which I have called out on previous episodes. Taishan by Rush. That is like one of the worst songs, not just by Rush, but by many, many, many bands ever, and um, <laughs> also Jesus Christ, I can't even stand to hear Lar- even ever hear Lars imitated. Well, you know, Dean, it's funny because back when we were, you know, playing in a garage, and uh, I was fucking talking to James about this new fucking <laughs> song, and he said, you know, and James was like, well you know i think dean would like this one i go fuck him fuck dean he doesn't like my voice or my imitation of and my feet are the size of small ships but i'm a small person so i play my drums like an asshole
1: (laughs) it's pretty great you got the (laughs) him saying fucking perfect yeah fucking It's almost like he's from Boston. He <laughs> <China>. yeah, <right. laughs> yeah. Fucking fucking I told Kirk to like fucking play the yeah. first part of the fucking riff and then if you play it three times uh, then you put the tail on it cuz you know <laughs> how Lars always has to say how he's on. He's the, the, tail. the one, he's the one back, that came back up, up from with the, mic. the
0: back up, from, back up he, from the mic. He's the
1: right. one that came up with the Enter Sandman riff cuz he's like Kirk had it where it like went and I fucking told him to play it three
0: times three times and then the tail and the fucking tail and then the burr and then a sneeze and then I tell him you play the fucking sneeze and then I do the cheese so whatever They they have all these terms that are not even musical so like they're talking about it with Howard Stern and I'm going none of this is music theory like none of it like it's a cool. To, it's cool to know their process, but anybody who's trying to be a learned musician, w- there's no such thing as a tail. Like, they, they I mean, did, there they is. Did better but... than
1: Kiss though, when Kiss had to play rock and roll all night twice.
0: Uh, we had a we missed a solo, and this was actually Jean's. Wasn't it Jean's fault? It was Jean's fault. Gene's yeah. fault. I, it was my fault. I've been playing the song for about seventy five years. And I seem to have forgotten because in between playing on Howard Stern show, I was in the prior show we did. I got my pilot's license. Obviously, you've heard about this before on Kiss Air, with the Kiss Snackis box. <laughs> so good. <laughs> uh,
1: look at this. Dean's on a roll. Like, first of all, he sh- Shoney happy people. <laughs> You know what he means. I like it's funny here as Shoni. Shoney happy people.
0: Shoney. All right. With that said, we are going to bid a fond a fondue. Uh, to everybody again if you are new here wow there's 10 people here thanks everybody for watching really appreciate it it's great to make a triumphant return after a while we'll be on next week we'll make sure we're on next week uh, again subscribe and like the channel please and get as many to do it as possible because we need all the support we can get we enjoy doing this but we enjoy doing it when people watch it so yeah it's, it's about their free so you need to come yeah there you go yeah right about there is probably about right Uh, Please do that. I appreciate it. Hey, Nick. Yes. What store do you own? Rock City
1: Music Company. Where are you located? Five Mile and Farmington Road in
0: Livonia, Michigan. And where can we find you?
1: RockCityMusicCo.com and all social media platforms.
0: All right. There you go. Well, my name is Mike Venezia. That is Nick Morocco. He already told you who he is. Please make sure you buy all your records from Nick. Call them if there's something you want. Give them a call at the store. What's the phone number for the store?
1: 734-744-5462. What was that again? 734-744-5462. One more time? Oh, my God.
0: 734-744-5462. See, they do that on commercials so that you remember it. Yes. So, Yes. Buy, buy, buy lots of records from Nick. Buy your guitars and amps from Nick. Buy your drums from Nick. Take lessons from people at Nick's store. Uh, do not fly Kiss Air. Uh, do not let Gene Simmons be your pilot. Uh, and uh, don't... Uh, one, <laughs> Dean said uh, your phone number is 1-800-LARS-SUCKS, <laughs> uh, which is, would be great. Um, I, I, uh, yeah, that, that, that works. All right, kids, we're done. We'll see you next time. Thanks again.